Welcome to Hope for Today, a weekly Bible teaching program that will bring you hope for every day. Thank you for joining us this week as we continue our study through Exodus. We are now about halfway through the book of Exodus. The rest of Exodus tells us what happened at Mount Sinai. God reveals himself to the children of Israel in ways they have never seen. They learn more about him and experience him at a whole new level. As we study this part of Exodus, we hope you will also learn more about him and experience him at a level that you have not known him before. As we are going through this section of Exodus, don't lose sight of the big picture. Some of these chapters are filled with lots of small details, and sometimes we wonder why all this information is in the Bible. If you start to feel that way, remember where this fits in God's story. God is building a kingdom, and he will redeem what was lost to sin. He will restore his kingdom in the whole world. We know the children of Israel go on and fall away from the true God, but From the children of Israel comes one called Jesus. Through Jesus, God will get it all back. God's plan will not be thwarted. His story has twists and turns, which don't always make sense to us. But remember, his heart is for the whole world to know him. And this will happen. Understanding this brings purpose to all the Bible because every part points to this end goal. The holy God of Mount Sinai has not changed. We must humble ourselves before him and join his team. Don't lose sight of the end when Jesus will be the king of kings and we will have the privilege of serving this great king. I give you this short intro to remind you of the big picture. God's plan will be accomplished. He was working then and he still is at work despite how things appear. Thank you again for joining us here on Hope for Today. Let's go now with Bible teacher J. Mark for a closer look at today's lesson. For many people, religion is something of a mystery. It's difficult for them to understand. And sometimes it produces deep-seated fears. For some people, it's a matter of satisfying their God in some way, often at great cost to their time or their possessions. Some people make their gods so that they can control them. But the God revealed in the Bible is different. He wants the love and the presence of his people. The book of Exodus reveals that God talked with his people at Mount Sinai when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. As they were hearing God speak, their hearts were filled with fear. Let's learn about that from Exodus chapter 20, verses 18 to 26, and see how God dealt with their fear. That's Exodus 20, beginning with verse 18. And all the people saw the thundering and lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said to Moses, You speak with us, and we will hear, but don't let God speak to us, or we will die. And Moses said to the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you or to test you that his fear may be before your faces, and that you sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said to Moses, 
This is what you shall say to the children of Israel. You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall you make unto you gods of gold. An altar of earth you shall make for me, and shalt sacrifice thereon your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In all places where I record my name, I will come to you, and I will bless you. And if you will make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it of hewn stone, for if you lift up your tool upon it, you have polluted it. Neither shall you go up by steps unto mine altar, that your nakedness be not discovered thereon. I want to help you now to get rid of your fear in the same way that Israel got rid of their fears. God led them by certain steps to deal with their fears. The first step in dealing with their fear was, it was experienced. The children of Israel saw the sights. The Bible says they saw the lightnings and the mountain smoking. I have never been to Mount Sinai, but I understand it is an imposing mountain. To see the lightning flashing and to hear the thunder rumbling and the trumpet sounding and smoke rising from this tremendous granite mountain, I can imagine that the thunder rolled out across the land where they were, and the trumpet sounds amidst the thundering must have made an awesome sound. And it made the people very much afraid. I think I can understand why it would have terrified them and why they became fearful. Then they spoke to Moses and they said, We can't stand it anymore. You speak to us and we will hear, but don't let God speak to us, otherwise we're going to die. After seeing the lightning and the smoke and hearing the thunder and the trumpet, these people were in great distress. They were frightened at the sights and the sounds that they had witnessed, what they had experienced. This awesome display of God's holiness and his glory shook them to the very core of their being. You know, an experience like this would strike fear in most people's hearts. To be exposed to the mighty God of heaven in Revelation would strike fear in the heart of anyone. And so their fear was experienced. It was real. It wasn't just something that was happening in their minds. And then there's a second step that God took in dealing with their fears. Their fear was explained. And so Moses began to explain to them what was happening. He said that God wanted their fellowship, so he came down to meet with them. And Moses said, don't be afraid of him. That should have been a comforting message to the people who were standing there. They were in this open, barren land right next to this tremendous granite mountain of Mount Sinai. And God had come to put them to the test so that they wouldn't need to fear anymore. In fact, Moses specifically said, Do not fear, because God has come to prove you or to test you. And then he also said that in this testing, he brought them to this place so that the fear of God would be in front of their faces, and that would prevent them from sinning. You know, that is the proper place for God to be, in front of our faces. In other words, we pay attention to him. In the presence of God, one should be fearful lest he violate God's commands and bring down God's wrath upon himself. You know, that kind of fear is different from the fear they were experiencing there at Mount Sinai. That kind of fear is a fear of restraint, not the fear of trembling in the presence of God. I believe everyone who really loves the Lord Jesus has had that kind of restraining fear operating in their life. 
And then Moses drew near. I was impressed as I read how he drew near to the thick darkness where God was. Moses didn't seem to be afflicted with the same fear that the people had. It seems like he was unafraid. There may have been a proper reason for this. He had also experienced God in a way that the people should have experienced him, but did not. And so Moses could come to the Lord without fear. He drew near to the thick darkness where God was present. God's people needed to know that he intended only good for them, but they couldn't seem to get that into their minds, and so they were fearful. And then there's a third step that God took in dealing with their fear. Their fear was expiated. Now, I want to explain that for you because here God instructed Moses that they were to build an altar. This altar would be the place where atonement would be made for their sin. That's the meaning of expiate, to atone for. And so they were not to form other gods of silver or gold or any other gods in any way for themselves. God said, no, you have to worship me and me alone. God required singleness of heart. And it was important for God to talk to his people, the people of Israel. By talking with them, he demonstrated their worth. It showed that he valued them, and so he came to talk with them, to be present with them. But then, conversely, he also expected them to value him, and then to engage in proper worship, and not be like the other people who lived around them. And so he restrained them in this area. He required a singleness of heart. He said, You shall not build gods of silver, nor gods of gold. In fact, you shall not make any other gods. And then he gave them the details of how they should construct their altars. The externals were important. If they would follow God's instructions in the proper way, their fear could be expiated or atoned for or taken away. And so God said, you are to make an altar of earth to me, not an altar of gold or silver, but an altar of earth. And you shall sacrifice on that altar your burnt offerings and your peace offerings and your sheep and your oxen. So God showed them how to worship him so their fear could be taken away. He said, if you build an altar of stone, that's okay, but you can't use a tool when you're building it. In other words, don't shape the stones. You make it of unhewn rock. You lay it up in a very simple way. And furthermore, you shall not go up to it on steps. In other words, don't make it high enough that you have to use steps to get up there. God was very jealous, and he wanted to be sure that the people did exactly what he told them to do. And they needed to do what God asked them to do. And then their fear would be completely expiated. It would be taken away. It would be removed. Now, I don't know about you, but perhaps you have certain fears when you think about God and the spirit world, that world that we can't see. Hearing God speak would be a terrifying experience for anyone. And yet God wants us to take time to come and listen to him. God wants to remove your fears and mine. And it's also a reality that our fears are experienced. We know what they are. Our fears can be explained, just like Moses explained the fears of the people of Israel. God wants to come to us and speak to us through his word. He wants your fears and my fears to be expiated, that is, to take them away when we follow his way. This can be your experience and mine when we have a personal relationship with the God that is revealed to us in Holy Scripture.
So the Lord said to the children of Israel that they should not make any gods of silver or gold or any graven image of any kind. When you come to the God of the Bible, and you come His way, not your own way, He can be a personal God to you as you follow His way, and you will hear Him speak. Thanks, J. Mark, for this teaching. It is neat to see God's heart for His people here in Exodus 20. He shows the children of Israel more of Himself. They were terrified, but as we just learned, God guided them through their fears. It is incredible to realize the Lord of the universe wants a relationship with people. Way back here at Mount Sinai, God came close. Many years after this, God came closer. This time, he came as a baby. God came in the flesh and limited himself to a body. His desire was and is the same. He desires a relationship with you. We see God going to extreme measures to make this possible. Today, we saw a small part of the story, and thankfully, Jesus has completed it. Through what Christ has done on the cross, we can come into the presence of our holy God and be in relationship with him. This is worth thinking about. If you'd like a copy of today's teaching, or if you'd like to contact us for any reason, here are a few ways you can reach us. The best way is through email. Our email is hope at heraldsofhope.org. If you don't have email, just write to us. Our address is Hope for Today, Box 3, Breezewood, Pennsylvania, 15533. Or you can connect with us on our website. Our website is heraldsofhope.org. On our website, you will find some resources, and under the Listen tab, there is other teaching similar to what you just heard. If you go to the Connect tab, you can message us directly. Again, that website is heraldsofhope.org. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to being with you next week. Until then, go with God and grow in your connection with Him. He is an amazing God to love and serve.